Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we are joined by Paul Plummer from PXP Endurance in Carmel, Indiana. Paul, how are you doing today? Doing great. Awesome, man. Thank you for coming on. I am looking forward to talking uh, to you about you know, your experience, your gym, your business. Uh, I'll say a little different for, for us here on the show, so it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So PXP Endurance, Paul, uh, just give us like your backstory, you know, why you started this business, kind of what led you down this, we'll say, entrepreneurial path within the fitness space. Yeah, well, my, my background's a little different than, than most, maybe. Yep. I spent 20 years in college athletics, director of uh, sports medicine, in that world, taking care of the injuries and watching coaches do different things, uh, strength conditioning coaches, putting that all together. After those 20 years, I, I worked at a performance center and managed a physician practice and, and really loved that environment. But I'm watching all these bodies and with my experience on college athletics and watching what us mortals do, I'm like, we can put this together. We can do something similar uh, for the general population. And that's where PXP Endurance sprung up. Very cool. Very cool. And you started this business in 2015, right? So it's been about this your eighth year, seventh, eighth year. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. 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 Beautiful. So I love it. And obviously I can see your space behind you. Very cool. Um, I see some banners and the rafters and we got some TRX and we see some, I think, recumbent bikes, all the good stuff. Uh, Paul, just since we're only audio, give us like a little virtual walkthrough uh, of your space there and like the vibe and kind of energy you're going for. Yeah, it's kind of a one-stop shop we've got. I do rehab here as well. We've got a cycling center where they bring their bikes in and, and ride for my triathletes and my cyclists. Most of my, my strength and performance side is, is a functional-based. Uh, we do have some equipment, you know, some, some cables, cable columns, some leg press, some uh, leg extension, leg curl, some accessory things for um, making sure we're running and, and being able to stabilize with the way we need to and so forth. Most of my population... I've got probably about 20% triathletes, endurance athletes. Uh, the rest of them, I would call them mortals. Everything from third graders that are learning how to move, so motor development stuff, to um, not 18-year-olds anymore that are uh, maybe trying to either have an athletic career or, or maybe go back to some of those pieces. Yeah. You know, as we get older, we start to have aches and pains. And then we start negotiating. Well, I can't do that anymore because I'm getting older. We start coming back. Well, I don't have that same belief, but many, many of you guys have, have seen that same thing where when you stay fit, when you stay stable, strong, you can do things for a lot longer. Yeah. And that's really what I'm trying to create there. I love it. Yeah. I think that's uh, perfectly said, man. It's, it's, it's so true. Right. And like, you know, once I feel like once we stop moving, it's over, like, you know, it's over. my grandfather is, I think, 94 now. And the guy still works out every morning. You know, he's doing his push-ups, his sit-ups, his leg lifts, his pull-ups, walking on the treadmill, uh, still goes to work every day, which is insane and a physical kind of job. So yeah, you've seen, uh, yeah, you, can, mm -hmm. you can do things later in life, which is incredible. So yeah. uh, very cool. So PXP Endurance, Paul, let's just start quickly with, um, just we'll run down the services that you offer. And then I want to dive into like how you do the membership. because I think that's pretty cool. Sure. So you know, obviously it's a gym. So we have some classes. We have had some personal training. We have individuals who, uh, um, a more generalized goals, more specific goals. So, so we meet all those things just as, as you would a, a typical gym. Then we supplement that. So I've got some individuals that we need to do some testing. Um, how stable are they? We do everything from functional movement screens to testing 
their sweat rate, uh, how much sodium are they actually losing? So we can put that back in for our endurance athletes. We do VO2 uh, lactate threshold testing. We've got uh, obviously the body comp uh, side of the world. Um, all the testing component, just to kind of give them a bigger picture of what their fitness really is. Yeah, sure. So really like a college, you know, a D1 or so strength conditioning uh, facility for those people and for us, us mortals, like you said earlier. Exactly. I love the testing piece because, you know, it's more data that we have that if we don't test anything, you know, like right. we're kind of guessing, you know, like, like, uh, like I told you, I came from the CrossFit space, owning a few gyms there. So like we were big on data, more like, you know, heart rate and uh, macros, micros uh, mm -hmm. and stuff like this. But yeah, I really love the, uh, the VO2 max that you're doing, the lactate testing, the sodium piece is really cool. Like yeah. uh, that's something a lot of gyms that are a little more performance based could probably put into effect and uh, again, another great way to serve our clients. Yeah, a lot of times when we're looking at going out and performing for an hour, we know how much water to put back in, right. how much sodium. And so then you start experimenting, start guessing. Yep. There's a, you know, Gatorade's came out with a, a patch. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sold on their patch. It's, uh, I love Gatorade, <laughs> but they're just not sold on their patch. There's a couple other companies that are uh, cost a bit more, but they can dial it, dial it in. Uh, actually, one of my colleagues and I wrote a position paper for our national association about heat illness and heat loss back, back in the early 2000s. Football players were dying um, from yeah. heat exhaustion in camp and that kind of stuff. And yeah. out of that sprang this sweat testing, um, being able to measure the, the salt, the sodium in there, how much you actually put back in. Um, it's gone on to the tri-world, the endurance world, and obviously the football side of the, uh, has that as well. Yeah, I remember that back uh, back in the day. It was like when a Fedra was big too, and everybody was taking a Fedra and then in the heat, and then I'm sure the sodium and salt is getting pulled out of the body. So yeah, really cool uh, that you guys are doing that. So um, so we have a lot of runners, triathletes there. Uh, Paul, break down if you will, like like I said earlier, I like your membership set up a lot. Um, talk to us how you go about setting up memberships at your gym, and then we'll dive into some marketing after that. Yeah, everybody likes a sale. Right. Every, you know, see something 15 percent off. And, and sometimes, you know, uh, we don't want our spouses to save us any more money. They see a sale. They got to buy something. Right. Um, and that's kind of what this is. We've we've got our regular pricing. Yeah. Um, but if somebody buys an annual membership, they can then have a, a discount on classes, a discount on services, that sort of thing. And so they pay a one an annual membership fee for access to that Um Maybe then become the member. We've got then the, the social media groups that we put them into, our PXP membership group. And so there's education communication that's an add-on bonus there as well. And then it gets some discount on, on services. So it's it's an attractant. Uh, it's also a revenue stream. Yeah, for sure. What, what made you think of doing, using that format for memberships? Um, it it kind of happened by accident and think about sales and, and, and incentives and um, part of it came to that if somebody, um, I phrase this really well, um, if somebody's really interested in something, they'll invest in it. And so I wanted to get some buy-in initially. Um, I didn't want to start doing this kind of stuff and have somebody stick around for a couple of weeks and then disappear. And so it helped, um, that process. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Now can, can members join without that annual fee and just do class at a higher rate? Yep, Absolutely. Yeah. We would gladly let them do that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Just wanted to throw it out there. So very cool. No, I love it. It's uh, like I said, I, I think it's a creative, unique approach that we just don't see very much uh, that I think is, uh, you know, very good. So some cool, some great uh, value and content to leave there. 
Now, Paul, with PXP Endurance, kind of appealing to more of the performance athlete, right, or a person that wants to get back into it. So what is your marketing strategy, advertising strategy look like currently? You know, honestly, I don't really have a, a great plan there. I wish I had something more uh, concrete to share. Um, this started um, a lot of my reputation in the performance world and college athletics. Um, uh, as an athletic trainer, I'm in a, a couple of different halls of fame, which just been honored and blessed to be, be there. So my, my reputation uh, was my foundation. And then as people started to see the results, got to see things, a lot of organic growth, word of mouth, um, results based. I did some um, Facebook marketing. I did some other uh, local buys, that kind of stuff. And I don't know that I really saw the, the big return on that investment. Sure. Um, yeah, it didn't hurt for sure. You know, we getting the brand out and that kind of stuff was getting started, but most of it just came down word of mouth and, and building the relationships with the existing clients, uh, getting them to do the buy-in, you know, asking them at times, Hey, is there someone that you know of that can benefit just like what you did? And a lot of times just that one ask, you know, I'm, I'm not a sales guy. I don't like that piece of it. Many of us don't, but sometimes just that relationship like, Hey, I'm doing this. Did you see how this worked? Do you think someone else to benefit from this? And that's gone a long ways. Yeah, no. Yeah. Obviously our members can be great marketers and our referral base is great. You know, I do love the digital piece of marketing. You know, it's like these, we have these massive platforms these days, you know, Facebook, Instagram, same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Google, even TikTok now is becoming uh, crazy for gym marketing. What, just, uh, just to stay on us a little bit longer, Paul, what, what was your experience like with, with doing Facebook ads? Were you dumping a ton of money into it or was it more like a smaller scale? Like um, it was, I did a little bit of both. Okay. I did a little bit of both. It was, I didn't put a ton of money into it. You know, yeah. a couple hundred dollars here and there. Um, some of them were you know, smaller um, dollar amounts, but I mean, just, just lo local targeted pieces. Uh, we would have, I'd put on, on special organization or education pieces, uh, special events, and we'd market those. Um, we'd talk about what our people had done, you know, that sort of, right. uh, that level of marketing. And we got some hits from that, but again, it didn't really, um, it, they weren't rushing in the door from those ads. Right. They were coming in the door more from uh, knowing somebody else and yeah, yeah. going to get growth. Any particular reason you think um, that word of mouth has worked better for you just because of that relationship with the members and they know they're from workers? Family. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of competition in the area. I mean, okay. you know, there's, uh, if, you can, if you can be the only gym in town, that would be fantastic. I know. But, but there's a lot of those around, right? Yeah. And so you've got, uh, people have a lot of choices. They, there's a lot of, other marketing and sometimes you just get caught up in the noise of course. And so you know trying to find that differentiator yep. um, i think that's the key of you know, something saying that oh they can do it differently hopefully that's better they're going to make that choice i agree yeah it's definitely noisy out there that's for sure fitness space is flooded like uh i mean I, i'm sure your town is full of gyms you know i know when i opened my first gym in 2009 from then to now it's night and day difference of how much is out there you know so yeah. So, Paul, when uh, you do get a new person in, whether it's from a referral or from, um, you know, wherever it's from, what is yeah. that process like, that new client intake process for you guys? Do you sit down with them and take them through a you know, consultation? Or I heard somebody yesterday tell, tell to me as a conversation, not a consultation, which I actually kind of liked a lot. So uh, what is like your intake process for that new person coming in? 
Yeah, so it's um, again, my lens is coming from college athletics. Yeah, and yep. so um, the recruitment, once they've gotten on campus, once they've walked in the door, the recruitment's done in essence, right? They've walked in the door for a reason. Here, yeah. And so the, the process in that recruiting is not to mess it up. Right. So they're coming in for a reason. They're, they've already got an expectation. It's to meet that. And so I don't really think of trying to do sales at that point or trying to convince them because they've already come that direction. They've sent an email, they've walked in the door, whatever it is. So I start with a functional movement screen or, or a physical, if you will. Yeah. I want to know what their body's doing before we ever get started with them. Yep. Some of them then from that, I, I get to advise them, you're not ready for a class. Right. We need to talk about some one-on-one stuff. We need to build this up. Some of that's uh, injury related. You know, they've had a surgery recently or they've got a, a, an overuse injury that they haven't treated well. And so it gives a, a foundation of where to start. And once they see that connection, and we can use that as a conversation point, we can use that as a, uh, here's where your fitness level is at. Then we just build them up. And I go stand next to them and ask them what their goals are. My tagline of your goals, your success is intentional. What do you want to accomplish? Great job. Let's go do that safely. Let's not get hurt. And let's be successful. Right. Yeah, I love it. And are you doing all those initial um, meetings with, with new clients coming in the door? Yeah. Cool. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I love it. Obviously, we have to have it. Like you said, once they're in the door, they, they came here for a reason. So it's just then going through the process. A big thing I missed out on back in the day, which I'm so glad he just said, was like, you know, with with my type of gym, we were really class heavy, right? So like, I never told people much in the beginning of, hey, we do personal training. So the awareness wasn't there. So to have your sit down, and to have to create a plan with that person, either this path, this path, this path, I think yeah. is another good key to success. So, yeah, and with that, you know, as they start a new process, right? You know, some of these individuals have, have been doing something for fitness. Some of them haven't. Right. And so when they come in, they've got the initial place where they're going to try to keep up. Right. And if they do that, they're going to get that, all that, so that DOMS going on, everything else. And that just doesn't, Yeah. that's an injury, right? I mean, that's, that's really what that is. And, and, help them avoid that, help them feel more comfortable. They'll last longer. They don't get the doubts, fears, the anxieties hitting them. Yeah. And then we build that trust even more. Yeah. It's, it's two big words there. Uh, trust, right. And um, it's intimidating to walk through a gym door, no matter what gym, no matter where you are, you and I could do it. I'm sure anywhere, but a lot, 99% of the world it's, it's intimidating. So I always thought that first 90 days for that new member or client was like massively uh, critical are you doing, besides in the gym, Paul, do you have any kind of communication with them or with all your members in general when they're you know, out of the gym the other 23 hours of the day, if you will? What does that look like for you? Yeah, we've got a newsletter that we send out, you know, kind of keep everybody up to speed on things. And so, you know, again, I've got a, a huge variety of members. Yeah. Uh, some of them are the elite in uh, doing Ironman events. Some of them are, hey, I, I just want to be able to get off the couch and not hurt anymore. Right, right. So, you know, try to tailor that newsletter to all of them is challenging. Yeah. Hopefully it's inspiring to some and some of them they're like, oh, okay, okay, well, I already know this. Right. Uh, it's affirming for what they know. Right. We have um, different groups that I put them in, you know, so the, the Iron Men group or the endurance group, you know, I've got a subcategory for that. We've got the um, terrible language, the housewife um, group, you know, the ones that are, you know, stay at home moms that, you know, they get the kids on the bus and then, you know, then, you know, they want to do something for themselves. So, so right. we have that space. We've got the after work crowd. We've got the before work crowd. Yep. And so a lot of that just happens uh, with those niches that just nat naturally form themselves. Sure, sure. 
No, yeah, I love that. And you, you brought up the, uh, I think communication is key. You brought up uh, earlier Facebook groups you have for like educational purposes. Um, what does that look like? And are you breaking those up in kind of the same subgroups or just kind of deep yeah. diving there in different topics? No, they're, they're, we, everybody's in the same uh, Facebook group of members side yeah. there. So, and, and part of it's for inspiration. Yeah. You know, you've got that person that wants to get off the couch and, you know, so they get to read these stories and they get to be excited. They get to be cheerleaders for those individuals, which is nice. And some of them are, are and I've had, uh, same as I'm sure you, all, you guys have had as well, that person comes in and says, hey, Paul, I'm not doing this crazy endurance stuff. I'm here because they told me to come in. Right. And, you know, they're, they couldn't do a push-up. They're, they're having trouble with single leg balance. And yeah. now all of a sudden they, those things get improved and they're like, hey, do you think I'd run a 5K? Right, exactly. Well, let's find out. Let's find yeah. out. And we'll, we'll progress them there. And then they start thinking, I did a 5K. Do you think I could do a sprint triathlon? I don't know how to swim. Well, let me teach you how to swim. And we've, you know, we've got that process. And yeah. you know, it's, it, that self-feeds the business also. Sure. You, know, you get those individuals come in for rehab or the ones that have self-negotiated out of fitness yeah. and they start seeing what they can do. And yeah. you know, the, the mental world, part of the, our world, you know, over the last few years, we've had a big uptick in challenges there. Yeah. You know, just helping people see some positive things. You know, it's, it goes a long way. It's huge, yeah. And I love you brought up like the... Uh, you know, somebody going from off the couch to doing a 5k to doing a sprint triathlon to doing uh, an Ironman who knows down the road I always found like the, I, the, the clients I had that were kind of doing the similar thing competing or wanting to or constantly progressing stayed around yeah. stayed around longer so retention for them was years and years and years you know I had some people for all 10 years that I was I was there so um, retention obviously Paul a big part of this game it's hard enough to get a client we got to keep them. So we kind of talked about ways we keep clients with this engagement and these Facebook groups and the um, training for different events, triathlons, 5Ks, what have you. How's retention look like for you overall uh, within these last, what, seven years? Have you yeah. seen a trend up, down, like based on, I know COVID was obviously very tough, taking that out of the picture. Retention for you, let's even say this year, and like things you do to keep it high. Yeah, it's, uh, my retention has been really, really high. It's, um, it's never going to be 100%. You know, things happen. You know, life happens. Jobs change. People move. Um, interests change. That sort of thing. But it's been really high. It's been well over 80, 85. And that's I'm pulling that number out of the air just as a ah, it's been pretty high. And there's a reasonable number. The majority of people who come and we build that relationship with, yeah. they just want to continue leadership they want to be able to have somebody to help guide them that they trust that they can communicate with and and they see progress they see results right yeah and and we feed that need that they've got that sometimes they don't know they've got that need 100 yeah we're selling results we're selling coaching right end of the day yeah. so now we have these members staying for a long time which is awesome uh did i see right on do you have your own supplement line did i see that on the website your supplement do you have a supplement line I, I, I have a store. I have a retail store in here. Okay. okay. So with these members that are staying a long time and uh, all members really, besides the membership for the class, for the PT, for the annual membership, do you have any way to ascend them to a higher level you know, to basically earn more money per client, if you will, through um, supplements, through nutrition, coaching, and the other revenue streams? I've got, I've got packages, if you will, where they can combine several different things. So they can combine coaching and membership and, yep. you know, they can get the, uh, different assessments that um, more frequently they'll have access to discounts in the store, if you will, 
And so I, I represent several different nutrition brands in the endurance world just to supplement um, calorie replacement while they're working out, sodium right. electrolytes, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, just for that um, uh, have been very successful that are very popular out there. You know, right. have a store here. Um, the more, uh, obviously, the more services they want, uh, again, that comes back to that sale thing. And the more services they get, the more discounts they get off of those. Um, and so obviously, I would love to package strength classes with coaching, with a cycling uh, class package, with a, a maintenance or a, a flexibility uh, rehab package as well. Right. You know, so the more of those, you know, obviously, that's uh, an incentive. And then I give them discounts off the uh, retail price, if you will. Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. So a lot of service packages there. Um, with the supplement, we talked about nutrition. I don't think you mentioned that. Is there a nutrition program that they can follow with you, or is that something you do? Um, so, so on the outside. Yeah. So I, it, it depends. If it's the, if it's the what we call the basic things. Yeah. You know, if we're doing things and we're we're sweating at a certain rate, you need to replace that before the next hour of workout. If you're doing an hour under, who cares? Get it afterwards. If you're doing multiple hour things, you got to replace it as you're doing it. Yeah. Same thing with calories, same thing with electrolytes and so forth. So figuring those out through testing and, and helping them there. They've then got the, the different companies that I represent to be able to get discounts on those. If it gets deeper, they've got some sort of medical piece or we've got a, they've got a, a, a gut that they just can't get absorption to work well. You know, Then I've got a, a person in town that I've worked with a lot of nutritionists over the years. This I'm very fortunate. She's right here within you know, you know two or three miles of me. One of the best in the country, and, and she does a great job. Yeah, that's huge. Obviously, a huge part of performance training, any kind of physical training, to have that 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 nutrition piece to it in it. Paul, how many uh, percentage wise of your clients uh, train for triathlons, train for five Ks, train for any other kind of endurance sport? Really, about ten percent. 10%. Um, and that's, and so it's 10, maybe I'll go, I'll go 15 just because that side's growing right now. But majority of what I do isn't for the dumb, crazy endurance athletes, right. um, but that's what gets visible. People see right. that. And, and if it can happen for them, then it can also happen for the mere mortals. And some of them have a, a, a an aspiration that they'd love to do that in their head. They're like, I'd love to do that, but no way I could ever do it until they walk in the door. And then they start seeing what it's really like. Right. And the ones that I've, that I've done multiple Ironman with me, yep. they didn't start start out thinking they they were going to do an Ironman. Right. They started doing one thing, and they're like, "Well, that wasn't so bad. What's next?" And and just kind of helping build strength, build confidence, build their endurance, their fitness, awesome. and it just happens. That's awesome, man. So a lot of general, mostly general population folks looking to maybe one day get do something for yeah. that goal. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Probably about 25% junior high, high school kids who are, you know, wanting uh, the next level of performance. And obviously I've spent my time in college athletics. I kind of know what, what coaches are going to look at. And, sure, you know, sure. there's a lot of gyms out there that I'll chit chat about. I'll make you faster. Right. Well, sure. And it's not just about throwing strength at them. You got to talk about how to actually get the body to work and all the stuff we know about, but a lot of them don't really attack that base piece. Yeah. I spend a lot of time there. Then the, I said 15% of the endurance world and the rest of it is, uh, is us mortals who are just looking for fitness. Yeah, awesome. Love it. And I think that's the place we can have the biggest impact. It is the place we can have the biggest impact yeah. on the majority of people, right? I did notice, Paul, and obviously, you know, I think gym business now is 
obviously we're part technology business, marketing business, right? Fitness coaching. You do have an online program, right? Online in terms of. You have an online coaching program for endurance athletes and cross country. Yeah. So that's how I, that's how I do the coaching piece of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And not, what is your, what is your, what are your plans for that? Like uh, now and in the future, are looking to grow that side of the business or what does that look like? Yeah. yeah so that's, that's pieces uh, more for the individuals who want to um, not the 5k crew, but if they were looking at 10k or higher, Got where it. I would schedule their training throughout the week. And so they would get a, a text telling them what their workout of the day is, or they could also see it online. And, and whenever they do the performance, then it gets uploaded. I get to see where they ran, what the terrain was, all, all the details of what they're doing and be able to coach them as if I was standing right next to them. Yeah, it's great. I love it, uh, especially all the detail to it. What's, what software do you use for that? Yeah, that's a program called Training Peaks. Oh, I've heard of it. Okay, yeah, very cool. Yeah. So I've, I've got a bunch of local people with that. I've got some people that are 50, 60 miles away. And then I've actually got a couple of international individuals that used to work here in town. We spent a lot of time together. They end up getting transferred and we just um, continue the relationship via training peaks. Awesome. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Obviously a big part of our industry now and going forward, it's a, a whole new thing that we great way to serve people, like you said, who have moved away or, or live in another part of the country or part of the world. So, and awesome. Uh, other piece to have from our coaching background. So Paul, with the brick and mortar PXP, uh, some goals here for the next year, what's something like one or two things you're really looking to like, you know, to accomplish and really take business, you know, to the next level. Yeah. Well, that's that's actually a great question because right now um, um, the last month or so that's really been uh, on my mind and we've been having conversations uh, uh, about growth. We've got about 4,000 square feet here. And so we're, we're not crowded. In, in terms of like uh, outgrowing the space yet, but I'm starting to feel, ooh, there's, we need a little bit more elbow room. Right. Um, just like the collegiate athletic training environment, I, I've got uh, massage and we do rehab and a, a right. chiropractor that we work with and then fishes we work with, but we're talking about creating a facility where all of that is under one roof now. Sure. And so um, that means a, a bigger space. That means where is that going to happen? You know, and this time of post post COVID, is this the right time to try building? Right. Holy moly, no! Um, but that kind of growth. So we're looking at expanding the size. There's um, this isn't in my head. Others are talking about uh, opening multiple facilities, and I'm like, no, that's a different type of headache. Um, but that basic growth, adding staff, adding um, numbers of uh, of numbers of staff to be able to do the services that we're doing to, to yeah. grow that side. For sure. Yeah. We need that team in place to scale our growth, obviously, and, and good yeah. team members um, with, yeah. And ha- having to move to a bigger place is great. You know, we, I, I recall like, you know, always, I moved seven times in 10 years. So like I always, re- always thought it was big enough. And then they're like, ah, nope, got to keep going. <laughs> That's good or bad, but it was, a, it was a lot of moves. Some not up to us, but um with this move, would you lease a place? Are you thinking of maybe buying a building? Have you gone down that road at all? Yeah, so I'm, I'm leasing right now. And, yep. and, and I'm, I'm at the place where it's kind of like, do you rent your home or do you buy your home? Right. Long term, right. uh, it, it's renting doesn't, you don't get to invest in you. Right. And so I'm in the, in the buying cool. mindset right now, uh, either constructing, a, building a, a new facility or purchasing an existing and 
and renovating whatever that may be. That's what I'd like to do. Yeah. We'll see how the numbers play out and what's available. And yeah, that's something we could talk about for a long time. I personally love like the, the real estate of fitness, you know, I'm in, I'm in a little commercial real estate myself. So yeah, the pros and cons of both, right? It just got to find that right fit. And uh, exactly. with gyms, it's hard. We need so many things. We need like you have their high ceilings. You need parking with depending on the town or city we're in permits, zoning issues. It's a whole thing. I remember I once zoned a gym of mine, not as a gym because the parking issue. I zoned it as, a, as an institute for an instruction of a special skill. And it got through zoning. Uh, in <laughs> town. And the guy was like at the city hall was like, you've done this a few times. I said a couple of times. Yeah. But it was, otherwise we wouldn't be able to open. And that was like this weird thing. So like there's so many little nuances there to that, that it can make or break. Um, yes. and with, the, with the landlord thing, you know, there's good, bad, good landlords, bad landlords. that can really set us up up for success or make our lives and your location you know you people got to see it for one got to know how to get there for another and the ones that are off the beaten path are less lease obviously yeah. for a reason right exactly. <laughs> and exactly. so it's it's that back and forth of you know where's the yeah. where's the sweet spot yeah do you guys uh with your location out paul do you get any walk-ins does that ever happen or people coming in and check the place out yeah, when, when I found this space, um, there wasn't a whole lot. I was looking for a, a mixed-use facility, right. okay? Uh, and there really wasn't a whole lot available. And so this, this space is actually on one of our main uh, highways, north-south highways here, and it's right off there. It's at a strip mall. Um, and so I get a lot of drive-by. Uh, there's plenty of other uh, businesses within the uh, – it's really not a strip mall, but it, within the area here. Sure. Um, that somebody will be next door at the at the veterinarian's office and they'll walk over while they're doing something there. It's like, I didn't know you guys were here. What do you do? And so we get some of that stuff. You know, there's a couple of restaurants next door and yeah. I've got a sign on, in, in my window and, and that side is talk, talk about nutritionist fitness right. uh, next to a pasta place. Right. So right. we eat your pasta. Then when you feel guilty, let's go to, you know, talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I have a friend, he just opened a gym next to a Chinese restaurant. So like, same idea, like a <laughs> strip mall type thing, same vibe. But uh, I think there's a big plus to being in a, a strip mall type situation with those walk-ins. You know, I, I never had one walk-in in a decade. So like, it's really, we're always mm -hmm. down that back alley, beaten path, if you will, down that beaten path. So I think yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of pros to that. Obviously, you're going to probably pay a little more in rent for that space. But I think that's uh, really, really cool. And then Paul, since I, I like to ask this last question here to folks that have been in this industry for you know a good amount of time, you've been doing this for a while, whether it's coaching the collegiate level or here with your own with your own space at PXP. We have listeners that are like they want to open a gym, they're a trainer now, they want to. That's their dream, right? Like 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 us back in the day. Any advice you give to them through your experience, just to uh, put set them up for the best success possible? Yeah, so you're going to see a little bit more into my mindset here. Uh, if you believe it. If you really believe in yourself, there isn't anything you can't accomplish. Okay, so first place to start is, do you really believe in yourself? Because it's going to take some, there's going to be some doubts and fears and anxieties that you're going to have as you go into this place. And if you're not solid with you, it's going to be a bigger challenge. So that would be number one. Second is, how, how much do you want? And what is it that you want to have a clear picture of what you want? Um, at least in the beginning of what you think you want. As you get going, obviously, that's going to morph and change and, and grow and develop and so forth. But have, have those two things set um, and then just go. But once you get going, it's just like what you do in your, in your fitness and, and everything else. Attack it. You know, do all the stuff that you know to, to, to do for your fitness. Do that same intensity, that same effort toward yourself, toward your business. And if you believe it, 
and have that confidence to it, others will see it. And think about the people that you gravitate to. Same thing. Do you gravitate to the people who aren't confident or the ones who are confident? Yeah. So, you know, it's same thing with your clients. If, if you don't have some confidence, it doesn't need to be cocky arrogance. That's not what we're talking about. But right. if you've really got confidence, people see it. Yeah. That's what they'll gravitate to. I love it. I love the comparison to like how you train yourself in the gym to like do put the same effort into a business. I think that's, I think about that a lot, you know, like if I'm ever struggling with work or like not keeping up to what I should be doing, it's like, well, you train this hard, do the same thing with, with your career, you know, like common sense. It's not, you know? Yeah. And, and real quick, one, one, one thing with this, you know, we're, if somebody else were to go run a, a make up a number, a, a half marathon, right. at whatever pace, you would compliment them for whatever pace that was. Yes. If you ran that same pace, you'd find a reason why it wasn't good enough. Right, right, right. So we put ourselves down, we lift other people up as a general tendency. Yeah. And so if you'll have this same confidence with, with you and then accept you and that you're good enough at what you're doing, other people gravitate to that. It's, it's just a, I don't have a great word for it. It's just a, it's a, it's an it factor. Yeah, it's an energy that we're giving out and vibrating out and uh, manifesting like these thoughts. And yeah, I think there's something really, really true to that. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Paul. So that's, that's great advice, man. To all the listeners listening, like rewind that, listen to that again. That's terrific advice, Paul. So man, I think it's a great place to wrap this up. Paul, where can we, the listeners and we check you out on Instagram, Facebook, your website? Where can we find you? Yeah, the website's PXP Endurance, uh, pxp.com. Uh, Instagram, Instagram, PXP Endurance. Same thing with Facebook. Awesome. Beautiful. And uh, appreciate you for coming on today, Paul, so much. I uh, love the gym. Looks awesome. Wish we had a video here of this, but I uh, wish you the best of luck, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Austin. You got it, Paul. And to all listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is the one and only Nicholas Sellers. What's going on, Nick? How are you, man? I'm doing good, JJ. What about you? Always good. Every day is a good day here, and I'm glad you're on here. I'm glad we're about to have one of the best podcasts of the year. Let's knock this out, man. Uh, and look, we're excited to have you on. And before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on at your facility, uh, first, tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started with the gym in the first place? Ooh, well, I'm, I'm the head strength and conditioning coach and co-owner of Thomasville CrossFit. So CrossFit's been a, around a little while. So usually that's my elevator pitch. I'm the, I'm the CrossFit guy in town. Um, and most people know what's going on with that or have some general idea of group training and what CrossFit might be, might offer to them. Um, what was the other part of your question? That was yeah, how you describe the business to people. And what makes it get started? Yeah, we're definitely going to say that we do group classes. We do some personalized stuff for individual athletes, but for the most part, most time we're talking about group classes. 
we bring people in through a one week, what we call the basic training, basic trainer course. And that's just kind of familiarize people with some of the basic movements across it. We're talking about squats and their different variations, presses and different variations, pulling stuff off the floor. So your deadlifts and the different variations that might come to that. We have one day, this, these are all one day things. So one day for squats and a wad that might be in a group setting, depending on how many people we were able to line up. We do that foundations class once a month, typically. And um, yeah, it kind of gets people started in a group somewhere between three to five people. And um, we kind of run them through a one hour session, a warm up, some Q&A for sure, because it's the first time they're really seeing CrossFit and sometimes it's the first time they've seen a barbell. So um, that's kind of how we bring them into it. And then they'll have one day where there's a trainer shadow. So when they get out of their basic training class and they go to their first CrossFit class, they're going to have a coach that's going to be there with them. And it may be with one or two that's kind of shadowing them around and giving more in-depth explanations so that they're not overwhelmed inside of a class full of people that may have been doing this 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. That's, that's a great sense. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. I think that's a, a great process there that you have. And I think, again, the way it comes off so easily where it's almost like you walk me through it as if I was there. So I, I love that part. It really shows that you live and breathe the business. Um, and so on the topic of the facility here, you know, um, what would you say uh, as a member, what options of services would I have to choose from? Okay. So we really try to promote the, uh, a full membership. So it's just, you're coming to the gym as many times as you're comfortable coming on your skill level and uh, kind of your schedule. I'd like for people to come five to six days a week, take at least one rest day, maybe one kind of, I'm going to say like after three days of training, maybe one day that's more skilled, skill mobility focus, some to turn the volume down a little bit on the training so they can recover some, come back at it Friday, Saturday. That's ideal. Some people start out with the capacity to only do three days a week, but we pretty much promote a membership that has all-inclusive um, access to everything. You come to as many classes as you want. Once you get to a certain point, you might want to think about going and doing local competitions or maybe even you got dreams for the CrossFit Games. Then there's going to be additional programming that you can go ahead and get as well. It doesn't cost you anything extra for our gym. That's just because of the, you know, we're, we're in a good position, so we don't have to charge extra for that. If someone was more sports specific, um, you know, they're trying to get into college or something like that, uh, GPP might not be everything that they need. And then in that case, you would start talking about personal training and, uh, you know, individualized programming. On top of that, you can think of the visualized programming um, like a nutrition coach. We have precision nutrition coaches here as well to help people kind of work on their nutrition side. That's really the meat and potatoes of it, no pun intended, um, for, for how successful you're going to be because nine out of 10 people are walking to my gym. And I think most gyms really want to lose body fat, and most of that's done, in my opinion. Yeah. No, totally. And I, I agree. I, just, I think uh, the versatility there with everything you're offering really stacks that value um and, and how many members are you guys at currently uh i couldn't give you an exact number but we float a little over 100 okay yeah yeah it's a small and, town, and about forty thousand people puts 40 45,000 people so it's kind of a smaller town um that that might be why the numbers sit around 100 and feel pretty comfortable there it's also yeah pretty much me i say pretty much me running the show i definitely have two other coaches that help out uh, it's part-time and then my business partner runs the back end of stuff. I say the back end, but it's what everybody sees through our Instagram and Facebook and all the social media stuff. So yeah, I say the back end, but it's really the face. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. I agree. I think it's just as important as the front end or back end. Um, and uh, so now if I was a member and I, I wanted to join the gym and I wanted to get started, what would I ha have to pay 
to become a member. Sure. So you're going to have to give me that that hundred. It's a hundred dollars if you're going to sign a six month contract with us, and it's one twenty five if you just wanted to do one month and see how it felt, see if it was going to be a fit for you. Those are really your two options. We do have something that people can purchase. It's like a like a drop in frequent flyer thing, um, to where if you travel to this area, we want to cut you a little bit of a deal because you come, you know, a few times a year or something like that. And we're just trying to give back. Uh, to those people that want to drop in and visit but so you want to come into the gym we're gonna if you had maybe some history with weightlifting and that little basic training course would just be a refresher we might have a one-day assessment that me and you could schedule and then we could say okay you understand deadlifts you understand squats you understand presses and i'm not reinventing the wheel for you right here i feel like you'd be comfortable coming into a normal group session and then the coaches really take it from there they're going to lead you through the warm-up you're going to be comfortable with that kind of stuff um hopefully based off that assessment or assessment doesn't go well maybe you thought you were better than you might be in my eyes then i'm gonna you know maybe take a different route maybe you need personal training maybe they um need to go through that foundations course and get a little bit of the uh let's say you know dust knocked off of it a little bit and get back into the groove of things uh before you just jump into a class because what i don't want to happen is for you to jump into that class and then too much of the coach's attention is put onto you um because maybe you weren't where you should have been uh in our opinion and then um you know, then the coach has got to worry about one or two individuals versus a 15 person class, which would be the top end. I would ever let one coach kind of take that's really above it. We want to have two coaches for anything over 10 people. Um, just because yeah. we want the integrity to be really high and the quality of the product to be next to none. No, I think that's, I think that's a big point there. And I think um, knowing where, you know, overexerting your one coach or not, did I mean just that, but not overexerting, but more or less making sure that the clients don't have they have that individualized attention or feel they have the individualized attention is a major key point because I think it's going to make them feel like they're getting the most value out of what they're paying for. Um, on something real good right there. When you're talking about overworking the coach, if you want to keep good quote coaches, you're and you burn them out. It's going to be your loss right there. They could go and open up their own gym if they need to. Now that becomes your competition and that's not going to help your business. Anyone you've got your best uh, employees opening up gyms right down the road from you taking their bros and their and their friends over to your uh, to their new job so true that is very true as well and i and i think that's this is going to come from experience you know that that could possibly happen and you understand the value of what an employee can bring to the table so okay. i think that's pretty there too nick um and so on the topic of clients here you know how do you guys go about finding new clients for people who've never heard of you guys how do you guys go about finding newer clients well, I'm lucky enough to be a CrossFit affiliate. So CrossFit does a lot of that by being popular and kind of being having that little bit of first mover advantage in the, let's just say fitness, uh, uh, man, that might not be the right term to it, but in my opinion, it's popularized more people are into fitness or uh, after CrossFit really came onto the scene versus maybe, and I'm not trying to beat any other type of gym up, but a standard kind of, I don't want to call any names out or anything like that, because I think they all have value and they're all great. Anytime anybody's moving, I'm a big fan. Um, so let's see, um, kind of lost my train of thought right there. Hit me with a question one more time. So I can, yeah. How do you guys go about finding newer clients, people who have never heard of the gym before? Right. So again, like I have the advantage for being the CrossFit affiliate. Um, and then we, to get new people, we rely on word of mouth. That's going to be a big one. Um, when someone else is talking your game up for you, there's more credit behind it. Cause of course I'm gonna have my biases and fuck my own uh, game up. 
So we rely on word of mouth from people inside of the town. We rely on our Facebook. We rely on the Instagram to get stuff out there so that people can see people that are in the community that they know, like, hey, I know, you know, Timmy over there. I know Susie. And, and then now I want to see more about that. That's really what we rely on in addition to any kind of advertisement that CrossFit puts out there. Um, we're constantly in a, uh, well, I don't know the word might be here for it, but we're either putting up a testimonial post, a video post, um, maybe it's a workout of the day kind of thing. We're working on outreach inside of the community. So, you know, Murph will be coming up pretty soon here. So we're doing stuff out in the community with a, uh, with a veteran group that supports homeless veterans here in the town. So uh, raise money for them. All those little things that you're doing, whether it's something for Memorial Day, something for breast cancer awareness, something for Christmas, those are things that are going to they help put us our name out there inside of our community so you're always hearing about it uh and it's just always something that's going to be either in the local papers in the news on the instagram feeds or something like that and then you got to have the timing of your post right there's better times to post things we're going to get a little bit more activity and you know, avery is handling all that stuff that's my business partner and she really is yeah. mad that along with other aspects of fitness and nutrition so that's what we rely on yeah yeah no i, I think that's great and i think that that understanding the avenues that you do have and what you are using that's successful is, is the biggest thing. Some people don't even know where the track is coming from, you know, like, oh yeah, some referrals. And then after that, they're like, uh, oh, then that's kind of just throwing a dart in, in the dark. So I think yeah. that's great too, Nick. Um, and if, if traffic was not an issue, I'd say you have unlimited traffic and you can bring in as many as possible. What would be maximum capacity? Like what would be, you know, after I hit the number of clients, I, I'm not taking on anybody else we've hit we've hit the cap a couple of what I would consider the cap and it depends on how many coaches I have because I'm in a I'm in a situation where I'm just I'm just fortunate and um we can be a little pickier sometimes and um so we've hit max capacity at around 150 for like two to three coaches that's about what I can what I can keep inside of my gym it's 5,000 square feet I like people to have plenty of room uh to do their exercises do their workouts I do not like cramping people into super tight spaces trying to do snatches and clean and jerks I'm not a big fan of that um so let's say I'm at 75 to 80 percent capacity right now what would happen if I all of a sudden you know, this again, best podcast in the world. So hundred people are probably about to walk into my gym tomorrow. Um, then I'm going to be, in, I'm going to be in trouble because I'm probably not going to let the integrity and the quality of that product get diluted in any way. So I would really need to lean on my membership who there's a, there's a handful of them in there that have L ones and could take part-time positions and get a class. I would have to come up with a, some kind of strategy for them, something that would be like here to do this, get your membership for free. And here's what I'll give you an hourly rate. Uh, and maybe they could take over some of those classes who I would be, I would probably honestly turn people away if I got some kind of huge influx and I would hate to do that. Um, but there's no way I would ever um, jeopardize the integrity of what somebody's getting in that class. Um, that's, and I think in my opinion, so my strategy on this is that if I give a great product, if I'm at the highest level of, um, of coaching that I can be, then I'm not, then my competition is going to be, it's going to be hard for them to keep up with me. And that's what my hope is. And uh, that's what I've been working at. And I've been here for 10 years. So that's yeah. kind of this is, that's obviously a good sign. Wow. And I, I respect that because I think oftentimes with them that they can resolve it by, oh, I had another trainer. I'll do this. I'll do that. But the fact that you're, you're so, you're so dedicated to your current clientele list and, and, and your members currently that you wouldn't even want to consider just for your own financial gratification, jeopardize 
the bond and jeopardize the field that they have currently. And I think that that's a big picture there. I mean, Nick, that's that's genuine humility to the, the to the maximum extent. You know what I mean? And I think that's why you are as successful as you are. People can feel when someone is genuine. People can feel, you know, and people buy off of emotion. People make decisions based off of emotion. So if they can feel the the person you are, feel the the way you perceive and, and how you treat these people, at that point, I mean, come on. It's I I can see why you've been around for 10 years. <laughs> well, it's not even just that. If you have a good core and a good clientele base, it's gonna make your job every day that you're in there coaching a little bit easier. I don't have to spend as much time on the technical aspect of coaching, I can become a little bit more of a cheerleader. And uh, it's a it's a lot easier day, um, especially if you're going to put put the work in that a coach that owns his own his or her own gym is going to have to do. Um, you know, you don't want those classes to be so much of a chore. That makes totally. sense. I agree. I agree. And um, now let's take a step back from clients and let's start with like being a lead, right? So if I was interested in joining, I've never heard of the gym before, I'm new to town, whatever it may be, uh, walk me through the, the sales process, right? To be, or the client journey from being interested to being told about the membership services and all that stuff to being uh, onboarded as a client. So I kind of talked about that BTC, the basic training classes that we that we have, and they're going to be mandatory for people so that we can all have done the same thing. We can have the same language that we can speak and you can have experienced that a little bit. From there, you're going to have that ghosting class where there's going to be a coach that walks with you through a class, maybe two if you need that. Um, if you've gotten to that point, then you're going to jump into the normal classes and we're going to start talking about all the fitness stuff. Um, we're going to be talking about your nutrition. We're going to be talking about um, your weightlifting, your classes, everything that you, we think that you need. And I don't go in the initial assessment. I'm just trying to make sure that they could participate in a class safely. Um, I'm not going through a, a, such a thorough assessment of them that I um, have written a special program to it because my belief is that CrossFit is going to be the methodology that's going to get you what you want. And the person that I'm really advertising to or trying to get is the, uh, the general population. Uh, it might be too general of an answer for you or like what's the process of getting you in the gym they've got in the gym they just did the btc now they're taking classes well now this is in my opinion this is your life now this is a part of it um you should be spending an hour a day five to six days a week training your physical body you should be spending time on your nutrition you should be spending time on your mental health um all these different aspects of health and fitness are there i'm just the one that has to deal with barbells and burpees of course um you know there's a mental side of it you're going to coach people through some hard times and you're going to pat some shoulders and give some hugs and tears and that's one of the beautiful things about fitness because you're going to be pushed with challenges that in the real world you can't really you can't dodge in a gym like you can in your and some other things you might be able to do. The barbell never really lies. Um, hopefully that's a, kind of quick. No. Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. I, 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 I think that was a great answer. I, I, I understand exactly what you're coming from, exactly what you mean. I think it, it's, I, I can see you, you preach simplicity, right? It's a, it's a simple process. This is exactly what you're going to do. That's it. There's a, you know, I think a lot of people try to get a little flashy or get too sexy with it, you know, for lack of a better term to, uh, to spice it up but i mean if you the simpler it is the easier it is for the, the the prospect to consume and get to their their ideal goal yeah i mean it's fun to work with the higher level athletes that's cool and like you said that's kind of the sexier part of it and individualized program is 
very fun and, and can be rewarding. And it, it's a challenge for sure on the coach's side of it and the athlete side. So when we work together and we, and we get a championship, we get you your PRs, we get your goals, you're making it however high up on the leaderboard and, and, and stuff like that in the open. Uh, those are great things. But for, for the most part, I'm, um, I'm there to facilitate health and fitness. And I think Cross is doing that. And that means I'm working with the general population. So what people would say are soccer moms and soccer dads and stuff like that, which I'm not even a big fan of that term because I mean, that, that, that's, that's misleading to what some of these people can do. I mean, there's going to be, I, I guarantee you on the other side of the gym right now, there's a, a soccer mom power cleaning 205 pounds right now. I mean, I can hear the barbell slamming. So, I can hear it too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's like, no, 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 I'm no, no, way no, over no, here no. in the corner on the other side of the, the gym. Um, so man, and, and I think that's, that's so much, I don't say so much more valuable because what's valuable to the elite athlete is probably just as valuable to the normal person that goes into your gym. When they get their first pull up, it's just as important as somebody that sits on the top of a podium. To them, yeah, they're crying yeah. either way. I agree, and I, I agree 120. That, that's a beautiful perspective, and I, I love that. And and, and Nick, let me ask you: Do you do all the selling yourself? <laughs> all the selling of the uh, of the memberships? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even if there's not like a essential a sales process per se, but do you do all the deals yourself? Like walking through the facility. You, you can say yes because you're going to have to go through that foundations course, and I'm going to see. Uh, I own exactly. the head strength conditioning coach. There might be in certain circumstances I'm on vacation, family stuff, and somebody's going to step in and give that one class. Um, but for the most part, I want to be there. I want to have that relationship with you. Again, I'm at around 100 um, members or so, so this is something I can remember everybody's name. Um, I can remember everybody's issues and, st and stuff like that. Something I can handle, and I just need help with. Um, yeah to assistant coaches so that I can have time off. I can have relief and then they can have a break from me. My personality isn't always going to be what they want on every day. It's great to have other coaches, whether it's female coaches, younger coaches, older coaches, someone can relate to it. And that's a beautiful thing is the head strength and conditioning coach. I can't get in the way of other coaches being who they are. I need to make sure they have a standard and then you got to let them birds fly. You know, you got to let them coach the way they want to coach. That's their class. That's their time. That's their stuff. You need to facilitate that and help them be the best version of their self. Just like the coaches that came before me, wrote books, let me read those books and be the best version of myself I can be. Um, so, yeah, I see everybody pretty much on every, every, uh, everybody comes in the door before you become a member. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's great. I think that process, again, for to be, produced for the last 10 years. I mean, it goes to show how effective it has been. And I think it, I think it's a great way of building rapport before they even, you know, start their first day. I think that's a great way to do it. I think it's just understanding them on, on not just a physical level, but having the conversation through that process and, and, and getting to know exactly what it is that they need and not just giving them what you think they need, but what they actually need. And I think that's great. And then they can see that just based off the diagnosis you're giving them. So I think that's awesome, Nick. And, and, this question is a little tough and I think uh, it's a good way to kind of self-reflect and I like to turn the tables a little bit and have you kind of answer or respond for yourself. So, you know, in, in, in fitness and in, in the gym industry, there's about three pillars of business that we use more frequently than any of the five or the other two of the five. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your lead acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is, keeping your clients longer and having them buy more from you in the process. That's the retention plus the ascension. Um, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? I would say acquisition of new membership. That would be, that would be something we could work on. And, and I, kind of a numbers guy. So 
let's see if I can, we have our contracts out to six months. The reason we have them out to six months is because uh, when we looked over the analytics, when we, when we were initially started, we were month to month. It was one of those, the philosophy was like, if you don't want to be here, I don't want you to be here. I want you to like what you want, not buy something for me because your contract, you know, your contract says you have to. But what we found out was that once we could keep clients for six months, that there, they would stay for up to three, they would stay for like three years. Um, and that would be a certain, like an acceptable percentage uh, of them, the, the amount that we liked. If that makes any sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I would more people coming in the doors at this part in time would be the thing I could work on the most because we still have once that contract hits, it's a six month contract, so they're pretty high retention rate at that because of that six months we've been able to work through the first couple of months um of yeah it's exciting week you know month one month two it's now it's starting to be work and i'm realizing what's going on i'm now i'm really sore a lot of the times I, most people don't understand their recovery 100 percent, their nutrition 100 percent, their sleep at 100 percent, and they're really figuring it out from man and maybe it's just my demographic but i've been around for a long time and seen a lot of people and not just through crossfit but in my time in the army as well uh, most people don't have a good general idea of what fitness really is um so i need to get them from the excitement stage from the first month or so through a little bit of a grind and into a routine now they've got you know 90 days of, of this kind of habit started and then they've worked through this process for another three months they like it they're into it and they stay for a long time um most people that take the one month option they're kind of foot halfway in the door um, I don't think I'm batting a, a, a thousand on that one. Maybe I shouldn't offer the 125. I'm not a hundred percent on, uh, if, if that's, if I'm, if I'm giving them an out, um, that they don't really need to have the option to take, um, that, gotcha. does that make a little sense? Does that kind of answer that question? Right yeah, there? no, hundred percent. I think that, uh, I think for most part, a lot of gym owners are, are kind of on the same boat as you and they feel like they need to improve that the people just come through the door, right. Just getting more opportunities, um, just up in that volume. Um, sure. because oftentimes, I mean, obviously word of mouth is very successful and, and, and works very well with conversions because there's a little bit of trust already built because you're coming from somebody who probably already knows you or knows somebody at the facility. Um, but to improve those processes are always, I think, something that comes with due time. And I think with using other resources always works really well. Yeah, we've um, used uh, lead generators in the past. I didn't work as well for me as I, I thought the I thought the RRI wasn't what I wanted it to be. Um, yeah. I've worked, we've had people do our social media in the past. And again, RRI wasn't what we wanted it. Um, just an example. I mean, one time we were having people handling our Instagram and social media and they put up more of like a, a generic photo. Um, and that just didn't feel right, you know, like a dumbbell, but it wasn't a dumbbell that was from my gym, you know, so it didn't feel organic. Uh, and I was scared that people would sniff that out and feel like it was yeah. a little bit fake. So we've had to invest in ourselves, you know, um, good equipment, good cameras, good lenses so that you can take high quality photos and then be something you can be proud of. Not, I'm not saying that using your iPhone isn't going to work. Uh, it'll definitely get you started, but if you want really high quality stuff, just like your gym equipment, everything's got to kind of start to match what your level of skill is. I agree. I couldn't agree anymore. I think that is huge. And people undermine that, you know, they think that, Oh, you know, I'm not a professional videographer, I'm not a professional, you know, marketer, which obviously you're not supposed to be, but yeah. you can bring a little bit of quality just like you do for anything else. Um, so a great point there, Nick, great point. And so now I'm kind of curious here too, um, on the topic of retention, if you, I know you guys do that six month term, how do you guys track 
who's joining, when they're joining, and what membership they sign up for. Do you guys have a software or a CRM, or how do you guys go about doing that? We use Waterfy, and it's kind of an all-inclusive thing. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm checking analytics on that monthly, um, yeah. seeing who's been in the gym, who's out of the gym, and then reaching out, um, taking the time out the day. So there'd be a small Waterfly. amount of the day that's like, hey, you know, Tim, which we don't have a, a guy in the gym named Tim, so I can safely say Tim. He's, I'm not talking about anybody. <laughs> but Tim hasn't been here and, and, and missed this day, or if I notice somebody's cherry-picking, we try to build an atmosphere in the gym where that's not going to happen. It's really kind of looked down upon uh, to cherry-pick workouts, or do things that might not be in your comfort zone. Um, I know people want to, um, I say, I, I know like it's a universal thing, but it's easy to say, yeah, somebody's paying you money um, and do and do what they're told, but that might not always be the best thing for them. Um, so you need to have integrity, stay true to what you believe is there and get them where they need to be. Cause ultimately, you know, even if you drag them kicking and streaming to a six pack, they're going to be pretty happy. Um, you know, I don't want that to sound, like uh, people are being forced to do anything, but try to explain what's going on to people um, and being in constant contact with them when they do kind of step out of the gym a little bit to where you're not seeing them every day. That's going to be part of what you do. And Waterfy helps me with that. Um, but I think there's other software that probably does a great job too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think Waterfy, I'm familiar. I think I, I, I was I was using that probably back in 2020. So I, I, I think they're a great company as well. And I think they do, it's pretty versatile as well too. Um, and so, you know, uh, last two questions for you here, Nick, what would you say is the overarching goal, the bigger picture for you and, and, and the gym, you know, um, what, 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 what does it look like for you guys in the next, you know, short term, long term, whatever you say. Sure. Um, so the overarching kind of idea what do we want to accomplish we want health and fit. well we want fitness so we're that's why we're pushing crossfit i believe 100 percent in the methodology i'm not talking crossfit light or anything like that i mean i'm 100 percent in it from crossfit journal days back in 2010 um that that's where i'm at on that where yeah. do i want the business to, yeah, where do i want the business to go well so some of the plans that we that we're going to add into addition to what we're already doing now was maybe make a little bit harder push into the uh, the medical side and the PT side of it. As a CFL three, I've been having to work a lot on my CEUs, and you know, I would say my first five years, I probably didn't have the confidence to go and talk to a physical therapist or a doctor uh, about, hey, you should refer the people that you know you just did heart surgery on to me. Um, I didn't think that I was on that tier of a um, you know cardiologist or something like that. But as I kind of continue to up the game. Um, continue to get the credentials up, build up the confidence. Now it's time. And, and look, I work with PTs. I work with physicians all the time now. But um, at this stage of our life, just a little bit of story with it. Got a few kids now. So that's kind of pulled things back. Obviously, 2020, 2021 and now has been hectic for some gyms. So things slowed down. But I think that's in the rearview mirror for most people now. And it's the next steps for Thomasville CrossFit will be to do a little bit more outreach, outreach into the PT fields. I would love to incorporate a physical therapist inside of the facility um, to, so that they could start up and run from there and be more in touch with the gym. I just think that there could be a good mesh between strength and conditioning coaches, physical therapists, and their doctors, or they're just general you know, practitioners, so that we can get a better understanding from the general population on what health and fitness is and some of the things they can do that are not surgical or is extreme intervention they can be doing some diet nutrition and exercise things that we know that we love that are fun um maybe not the nutrition side is fun part but definitely the barbell part is fun yeah. um but do the work um that they can do so they don't have to have these uh you know, surgeries that might be maybe they regret later i'm not sure if they will or they won't but um 
you know, I've seen a lot of success stories. We had plenty of hundred pound plus losses uh, in this gym. So I know it can be done and I know it's very rewarding and that hard work is uh, something that gets paid off and they're very confident and very proud. So I would like to push more into that field going to have to dedicate some hours into reaching out and talking one-on-one with them. I think what I'll probably do is get some of the physical therapists to join as members, um, whatever kind of treats I need to, to offer them, whether it's a, a free month or, or something like that, uh, something to get them in the door and to show them, hey, look, your clients are going to be safe with me if you refer them to me. So if I can build up some more rapport with physical therapists and other general practitioners, practitioners here in town, I think that I can make more of an impact on you know, the disease of diabetes, diabetes, obesity, and all heart-related diseases that come along with that stuff. And that's really what the goal is. Uh, the byproduct of that, if I'm at the top tier of my profession, should be, a, an, you know, an income that I'm very happy with and supports my lifestyle and fans. Wow. You know, I think that's, that's great. I mean, I, I mean, there's so many things I could touch on, but I, I, I mean, honestly, I, for, for well, ask why, because I didn't know that stuff till, I didn't know that in my first year or my fifth year. Yeah. I feel yeah. bad for the athletes that I coached a year one being 10 years in, like I'm going to have to go back and look through this, you know, 500, whatever waivers are back there in these files. And I'm going to have to go reach out to these people. One, because I'm a better coach now than I was then. And they deserve another, I deserve another shot. Maybe they, maybe we can re- circle back around make that connection again that's the legwork that's going to have to be done at Thomasville CrossFit for us to continue to grow not just rest on being successful already um you know stuff like that that that, uh I hope that touches that answer a little bit yeah and that kind of leads us into our next question actually um and and it's and this is a tough one because we had had somebody two weeks ago he like he walked out for like 10 minutes and and literally sat outside and thought about the answer so I guess it's a a deep thinker I'll know on it for a second then Uh, um uh, if you could go back in time right so when you Nick first started the gym um, and you knew what you knew now, uh, what piece of advice would you tell that Nick in the start of his gym and the start of his journey? What would you tell him? Hmm. Man, it would probably be a long conversation. If I only had to give one or two pieces of advice, um, don't be so cocky. Um, it'd be very humble, uh, in, in what you're doing. Uh, that was important for me. I, I probably burned some bridges in the early stages of it because I, um, super cocky and, and knew a lot and had good athletes in the gym. Uh, and that missed that, that probably burned some bridges and, and, and rubbed people the wrong way. Um, so I would definitely tell myself to check my ego as a younger guy. Um, for sure. Um, secondly, charge more. Um, it, it, I didn't know I was, I hate to say better than other people, like other, other coaches. Um, but I, I also didn't in the beginning, probably didn't charge as much as I was worth. So people need to think long and hard about that because you can stretch yourself pretty thin and make it a really hard grind in those first three years. Uh, so if I had to pick two, I would say be a little more humble, Nick, and also really do take a hard look at, at how many, free memberships or friend memberships you might want to get out there um because as i look back on it some of those people aren't here now um if that makes any sense and kind of connects with that answer yeah i think that i I think that's great nick i mean i think so many people are too afraid to to raise that price but they don't realize that as you raise prices value perception goes up as well the more expensive the more 
value you're bringing to it. And ironically, I mean, maybe I think so, but um, you can tell me even your experience as well. As you raise prices, it's almost easier to sell than it is to sell something that's cheaper. And sometimes it is, you know. Um, and uh, I think that, I mean, seriously, especially the first part, I appreciate the honesty on that part where, you know, you check yourself at the door, check the ego, and it's like, hey, not anymore. I think that's awesome. Man. I think that's awesome. Well, you know, in 2012, CrossFit was banging so hard that you, I mean, you had to, I had a waiting list for, for a month plus, and I was the only game in town. Um, so it's grown. There's kind of more competition in that general area now. And that's great. You know, it's more fit people. Um, you know, there's another side to it just to play devil's advocate. Um, sometimes if you're already established and you can afford to keep prices a little lower, um, you might be making it harder for your competition to, to push up. So there's, there's a little bit of back and forth. I've, I've heard you guys talk on your podcast and it's, there's two th thoughts on this is like the, uh, the free on-ramp class versus the paid for on-ramp class. If you're already established I'm not saying right or wrong. I think they both got pros and cons. Um, uh, if you're already established, you might be able to gain an advantage over offering a product uh, at a cheaper price and, and taking away your, your competition's access to those people. And that's kind of what big box stores that are super successful businesses do. Like I can't, if, if you know, whatever drink I sell in, in the machines here in, in, the, uh, in the gym, if, if a huge box store start selling that they're going to undercut me. And now, now my people are just going to go buy it from them uh, when they go to the store. So there's, there's give and take in some of that. Um, but I'm not trying to detract from the original statement either, which know your worth um, and, and, and be okay asking for it. And you might, and you might be fine. Like, uh, like you were saying, it, it can be easier to put yourself up there, especially if you got the credentials and stuff to back it up. People are like, Hey, well, I'm the best things in the sliced bread. That's why it's this much money. And look at the results that we're going to give you. Um, maybe being able to package that statement of this is what you're getting in a way of like, um, how much would you pay if I could do this? How much would you give me right now? If I could, if you could lose 50 pounds, if I could weigh the wand and they'll give, they're going to give you an amazing number, you know? Uh, so you could maybe use that to find out how much you're worth in their eyes. Exactly. I, I agree. I think that's a good point, Dad. It's a, it's a good closing statement. I like that. <laughs> but look, Nick, unfortunately, this is a pretty good place to start wrapping up this episode because I actually don't want to leave. I think this is a great conversation. But before we leave, uh, Nick, where can people find more about you? What's the Instagram, website? Shout out some stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I don't do much myself. If you were to follow me at Gabanick, G-A-B-A-N-I-C-K, uh, that's that's my Instagram. I don't post too much on there. I use it, usually use it to scroll and find all the other cool people out there. Um, but Thomasville CrossFit has its own Instagram. Just you can search Thomasville CrossFit, T-H-O-M-A-S-V-I-L-L-E, CrossFit, C-R-O-S-S-F-I-T. Uh, you're going to find it on Instagram. ThomasvilleCrossFit.com is our website. Facebook is Thomasville CrossFit. Uh, and that's where all our social media is at. And we post stuff every day, videos, um, nutrition stuff, recipes. We really try to put as much uh, content out there um, that we can to give to people and hopefully they get their eyes on us. Yeah, Nick, I, I look, we appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, don't forget, we appreciate you as well. If you want to be notified about future episodes, click the like and the subscribe button. If you are interested in joining and talking about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very shortly. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. 
The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining us on the show is Eric from Max Fitness LLC in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Eric. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you for having me on. Super excited to have you here, and I thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be here. It means a lot to me when a gym owner is able to take a little bit of time away from the busy day-to-day and give back to the industry. So um, with that being said, uh, tell us a little bit, Eric, about what it was that got you started in the business of owning your own gym. All right. Uh, So pretty simply, I got into, I was always into sports and fitness. Um, my best attributes to sports was my work ethic and the fitness part of it. So right after high school, I you know, went to college and I came, you know, from college, I left and went to the school MPTI. So from 18 years old, I went to school for this. Um, I tried to do it on my own, failed miserably because I was too young and immature. Started at Bally's Total Fitness. Um, at Bally's, I grew there and I got to the point where, you know, I couldn't really take on anybody else. And the only thing that made sense was to start something on my own. Went to uh, my friend who also did the same thing. And I started to sublease under his business. Um, Long story short, two businesses doing the same thing under one roof didn't work out too well. He decided to leave. I took over the lease in 2016 and I've been here ever since. Wow. So kind of a typical story there, you know, you've always been interested in health and fitness. Sports were a big part of your life growing up. You got started personal training somewhere else and you were able to take the skills that you learned there and apply them to becoming an entrepreneur of your own. So now you have Max Fitness LLC. Tell a listener a little bit about what kind of service are you guys providing? Because we're all doing things a little bit differently within the industry, but what, what do you guys offer? Uh, what we offer, we do a lot of group training, uh, boot camps, circuit training. Uh, we do specialized things too. We do also have athletes or people that want to uh, get stronger. Uh, but our main focus is um, we have a program that you can do minimal uh, equipment. So we do like body weight, hit routines, uh, calisthenics. We also do kettlebell work and dumbbell work. So we have the program set up and I do a lot of the programming so that you can do the workouts in our facility. If you miss a day or you want to just do it, not in our facility, you can also do the program home on vacation. Uh, if you want to go anywhere, you can do our workouts in any, any, any type of setting. 
So uh, we're really focusing on that right now, but we do a lot of the circuit training, group training. Um, we also do personal training, but we're trying to get more into just the groups. Wow. So group training um, is something for me that I think is the greatest market because you can like anybody can be interested in your program. Um, you know, you, especially where you're not doing stuff with a bunch of equipment, um, anybody can kind of find their place within that program. It's super, um, how do I say like soup, anybody, and anybody can do it. Um, I think it can be intimidating for people to try group fitness when there's a bunch of equipment involved or there's a bunch of fancy dancing movements, but anybody can try this. So um, with that being said, you have like a client avatar that you frequently see, or is it a little bit of everybody? So we do have a little bit of everybody. We have clients as young as, you know, uh, five, six, seven years old. We have clients as old as in their 80s to 90, you know, so we take care of everybody. Um, as far as, you know, the high intensity interval training and the group classes, the boot camps and everything, we have, you know, mostly between uh, 20 something to 60 or in their 60s, mostly women, but we do have a lot of guys, um, but we have like a lot of hard hitting people um, who really like to just, had the camaraderie and feed off of each other's energy. You know, a big thing that we do and a big thing that, you know, we really base everything off of is everybody starts somewhere and everybody has a story. So no matter where you come in and when you come in, there's always somebody that was in your shoes at one point, you know, and everybody pulls each other along and everybody helps guide each other. So yeah. like, that's really what we I love. I think that's what makes group fitness so fun is, you know, you have the people by your side that are like kind of counting on you to be there. Mm -hmm. uh, I got started in my fitness journey in group fitness, and I don't think I would have been successful any other way. Um, I can't go to a normal gym and go figure out how to use the equipment. I honestly would try for like five minutes and then I would just leave. So um, it's great that you're doing this. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, where are you typically finding your clients? Are you guys doing any sort of marketing efforts outside of word of mouth? Like word of mouth is great. It's something that most of us gym owners, um, we do it, but what outside of that are you doing in, uh, in terms of finding new clients? Uh, that's a, that's a good question. So a big thing that I found is that you have to have a good presence online. Um, one of the big ones is having a good Google presence, you know, so we want to make sure that um, if somebody looks up any of the keywords that you pop up. Um, a big thing that I found was when people were leaving us Google reviews, then that was something that I think led people to look at us and see like, oh my gosh, like this is a cool place. This is something I'm looking for. So having a good internet Google presence is really key. We do do things on Facebook, Instagram, um, the usuals as far as social media. But like, like you said, like word of mouth, like I, th I think if you do a really good job, then somebody is going to tell somebody what they do. Somebody is going to get their friends or their family, or if they're walking around and people have known them for a long period of time, they say, listen, I, you look really good. Like what's going on? Then that's still like word of mouth is still key. 
Oh yeah, of course. At the end of the day, word of mouth is great because your clients, they already trust you. They trust you enough to go out in your community and unknowingly work for you by sharing, you know, the story of your facility with strangers or friends. But while it's great, it's not necessarily something that you can control. You can't control how quickly you're getting clients and yep. through word of mouth and you can't slow it down. So you might have a month where you get five new clients through word of mouth or five new leads through word of mouth. And there might be a month where you get none. The only real way that you can kind of control the flow of the leads coming in is through the, the digital marketing efforts. Yep. And it's, you said you have a pretty good Google presence, which is awesome. Are you doing paid ads on Google or are you asking kind of for reviews from clients? Like, what does that look like for you? Uh, so we want clients to be honest, you know, so at a certain point, we have to talk to people and say, you know, are you enjoying this and everything? And usually it's, you know, yes, very much and everything. Could you please take some time out, you know, and just leave us a review, be honest on there, you know, and, you know, nine at, well, I would say just about everybody has done that. And I'm very thankful for every all the clients, um, but you can see the impact that that does lead to, like, like immediate phone calls, immediate like people walking in. You know, they say, you know, I, I looked online, I was looking for something, and this is what I found. You know, so we have a really good Google presence. That's helped a lot. Uh, we have done paid advertisements. Um, that does help. And also we do challenges, like we'll promote challenges and certain things to get people in for a discounted rate or for, you know, a certain amount of time for the price of a, you know, a, a month or something like that, like a six weeks for the price of four, like putting that out there uh, for paid advertisements too, like that helps a lot. But like I said, yeah, like for I sure. I love the idea of marketing kind of a challenge because I think that that taps into another kind of market, like the client who's looking to maybe lose weight. And if they see, oh, you know, there's a program out there where it's only six weeks long and I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to like gain some muscle doing this program. Like I'm going to like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to sign up. Um, that's a really effective way to kind of market yourself. So a lot of times people are just boosting a a photo, right? You're just marketing a photo, but with that, you're pulling in clients, like giving them an idea of what kind of service they're going to receive mm -hmm. uh, coming to your facility. So you have done the paid advertising thing. Have you done it on Facebook, Instagram? And like, has that been, how effective has that been for you? What kind of has been the most effective? I would say the Facebook and Instagram advertising is, it has worked, right. but it's worked the, the, the most, I would say it's most effective when you're advertising and a lot of your clients share it, right? They'll see it, they'll share it, they'll tag somebody who might've been interested at some point. So it still goes into, you know, the um, referral type of thing, you know, where like somebody will say, hey, this is what I've been talking about. Oh, hey, I think you need to come to my gym. Or, hey, look, look, this is my advertisement of my gym. You know, like, so it does help in that sense where, you know, you put something out there and then your clients or people that you've helped share it and share it, and then they recommend it to more people. So I think that's where that's helped the most when it comes to social media. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, the stories feature on Instagram and your client come in, comes in, takes a video of them working out, tags your facility, you get kind of people that are going to start seeing your name pop up in their newsfeed. And that's, that's great. But the paid advertising side of thing is a little can be more effective if you're doing it right. But to be honest with you, most of us, we don't know how to run that paid advertising mm -hmm. side of things. 
Um, have you, is it something that you've done on your own or did you outsource that like when you were doing it? So we did have a company that we were using for marketing and advertising and they, they have helped. Um, we have also done it ourselves too. And you know, it, it does, it does do a good job. It does help a lot though. It's one of the avenues to get more people into your facility or, or to get in, gain interest into your business. Yeah, for sure. So um, let's just say I am a client. I found you guys on Instagram. Um, I give you a call. What does the process look like after that? Like, how are you converting them into a membership at your facility? So when it comes to at the facility, I like to talk to people and really kind of get to know them and know what got them to the point to that they wanted to make that phone call or they wanted right. to reach out. Um, after we talk that we just talk about, I just keep it as simple as possible. And I want to see if they can come in and do a, a fitness assessment. Uh, during the fitness assessment, that's when we sit down face to face and we go over their goals again. Uh, we get some numbers, we go over there, you know, if it usually most people want, you know, the body fat and the weight loss. So that's the time we do some numbers, we get the, um, the body fat, the weight, uh, we get some concrete goals set in place, which is a mixture between what they came in for. And after doing some, you know, assessing them a little bit, coming up with my own goal for them also. And from there, we just talk about, you know, the future, what it's going to entail, um, and everything that we're going to offer to them. You know, and that's what the main thing I want to do is just like, keep it simple, offer them the free fitness assessment to come into our facility. And then once they come into the facility, that's where we go over most of the details. I like to touch on the very beginning part. You said, you know, you have them come in and you get to know like what it was that brought them in through the door, what it was that that brought them to reach out to you guys. And I think that's a piece that's oftentimes forgotten, but it's super important for you to start kind of peeling the layers of the onion and get to know like, what is their pain point? Like, what is their goal? Why, why are they here? And what can I do to make sure that they see success with my programs? Mm -hmm. um, so with a pro with kind of a process like that in place for the sale, how would you say your retention is in your facility? Do you have pretty good retention? Do you track retention? Um, what does that look like? So we have we have really good retention, you know, because what we'll do is, um, like I said, it's not just me. It's not just you know. We have other, we have, uh, you know, somebody who's in here full time. We have other people who help coaches and everything. It's not just us. It's the people, you know? So once people get into the here and I'm constantly reminding them, let's get past this first month. Let's get past this first month. Let's get past this first month. Once they get to that point, then they usually stay. Like it's, it's a very high retention, um, more than it used to be you know, at, as far as like me really focusing on the camaraderie, the community, um, like, like you said before, you know, the clients are some of the best employees, you know, they, they pump other people up. It, you could be doing whatever you're doing, but then you could walk away and you can hear somebody saying to that, that new person, you got this, I was in your shoes, you know? So once they come into the community, then it's pretty hard for them to leave because they can realize like, listen, these people are, everybody that stays, they're awesome. Everybody that stays, they're pretty positive. Everybody that stays, they're good people, you know? So that, that kind of energy is infectious, you know? So when you make it about the community and the camaraderie and, you know, the, 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 the positive energy, it's pretty mm -hmm. hard to break away from that. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, with the group fitness, the best part of the whole thing is the camaraderie, the community. And when you have a good community behind it, people feel like they have no reason to leave. So that kind of brings me to the point of what services, if any, are you offering on top of the membership that will help with that retention piece and help people stick around? You guys have nutrition. Do you do any accountability coaching? Um, You know, things like that are also great pieces that help people stick around long-term. Yeah, so we do nutrition. Uh, We do, um, the way we approach our nutrition is I have what I call like a health guideline and I send it out to people and it's just very simple rules or very simple, Mm. I would say like techniques to, to get themselves to have a healthy lifestyle. So we preach mostly lifestyle. Um, one of the things that we do, and I think is a huge part to having good retention now is like I said, the on the go program, the virtual program. So the accountability on that is if you're going to miss, some people say, I can't come to the gym or or I'm going away and all this. It's like, okay, well here, I have these on demand videos for you. So having it so that people can do exactly what we're doing in here, either at their house or on vacation or wherever they go there's like really there's like that's one less excuse to break away yeah that's super personalized too you know a lot of places like when a client goes away for a vacation they might just give them like a little uh like text them like a little amrap or something you know what i mean but you're like literally showing sending them a video and and i would assume that you guys are in the videos or you know it's very involved um that's that's what people need um, you know, somebody might go away for the summer, but they can still remain involved with your facilities so that when they come back, they haven't forgotten about you at that point. Yes. They're ready to come back in studio and get back to work. So yes. that piece of offering the online thing is great. Um, do you have clients outside of the, the facility that do your just online stuff? Yes. I think that's one of the coolest things too with the new program that we're doing is that we have people that don't even step foot in here and they're just as much a part of Max Fitness as the people that come here every day. You know, so we have people that do like a hybrid, you know, they might make it in two, three days and they're doing another two or three days at home. We have some people that they're doing full time at home and we're just texting all the time, calling each other, talking and, you know, I'll post something on like the story of like, look, this is at home. Like I'll show our conversations and everything of like, you know, I really didn't think I was going to get through that, but you know, when you were on that video pumping me up, you know, that got me through it, you know? And I'm, and it's like, wow, you know, like the people that you can reach outside of here. And like, you know, I was, um, you know, we had a conversation before and I was saying like, that's a big goal, you know, like I really want to reach as many people as I can, whether it's in here, whether it's, you know, in, you know, somewhere at their house in a town away or someone in New York, someone in Europe, wherever it is, like you could be able to do what we do here. I love that. I think it's something that can work. But my question for you, Eric, is what are you going to do to become global with Max Fitness LLC? That's a good question. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to, to fine tune this, you know, um, I do want to get more into like the research of how to reach more people outside of here. Like, cause it's, it's really big into the people that I've trained before that just want to do more just at home or people that know somebody um, 
who's friends with somebody and they're doing it at home also. Uh, but yeah, I got to do more research. I have to do, I have to keep growing, you know, as good as we are or as good as we think we are, we can always get better, you know? So we just have to, I have to, have to reach out more, to more people. I have to uh, talk to some people who are more experts into, you know, reaching people to the marketing and getting out there even further, you know, and just keep fine tuning it more and more each and every day. Yeah, that's all you could do. Just spend a lot of time with it. Look at that marketing piece a little bit. How are you going to reach people in Europe? How are you going to reach people around the country? Because there definitely is a market of people that need that. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, like they 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 could look at a workout that they find on Pinterest, but they need the support of somebody actually coaching them through the workout through a digital platform. So that is a great goal for the future. Eric, I kind of would like for you to touch on, you know, outside of the online platform, what what are your goals for Max Fitness LLC? Outside of the virtual, I just want to continue to get more people in here. I want to keep continue to change people's lives. You know, I think the biggest thing that gets overlooked with what we do is how we change people uh, mentally, physically, spiritually. Like we could change people's lives. And I want to continue to do that, reach as many people as possible. You know, you can, you know, outgrow this facility right here. Go bigger. You know, get as many people as I can. Reach as many many people as I can. Get more people in to help us. You know. Um, we have a good base of people. We have great coaches. We have, you know, you know, awesome, awesome people just continue to get more and more, you know, double, you know, triple change lives, man. That's what you want to do. Change lives, continue to change lives. It's it's what it's all about. Honestly. So it makes everything worth it. It's kind of the why behind everything. You want more people to be able to find that health and fitness. That's going to help them live longer and happier lives. Um, Super duper important. Um, What is kind of a word of advice that somebody has given you along the way um, that has really resonated with you as a business owner? Ooh, that's a good one. Let me say resonated with me as a business owner. Um, Hmm. Just stay authentic, you know, stay authentic, you know, um, don't get watered down. And always uh, maintain or keep the energy that I have. Stay positive, you know. And if you do a good job and you put the work into it, you stay authentic, then you'll continue to grow. Super important to always remain true to your brand and true to what you want for your clients. You know, as you grow, it can become easy to become watered down. Um, but make sure that the your authentic self and what you want for your business always remains on the forefront. Um, that's a great word of advice. Kind of want to start to end things there, but where can we find you on social media, Eric? So social media, we got Max Fitness LLC on Instagram. Uh, we have Max Fitness LLC on Facebook. Um, I have my personal Eric Haley on Facebook. We have E Haley. What is it? I don't know my, but I'm, I'm on Instagram also. But also we have Max Fit on YouTube. All right, Sweet. so that's a free one. Yeah. So some of that online stuff is also posted on YouTube. Yeah, there's some free ones on there. Uh, anybody that wants to get into getting into that program, we can have a conversation and move forward with that. But we, I posted a few 
free ones on there. Uh, I had a, an injury at one point, and that's the recovery on that's on there. I have a lot of subscribers for that. But uh, yeah, Max Fit on YouTube is is kind of where we're going, and it's pretty big, you know. So sweet, I'm excited to check it out. I always love a good YouTube channel, so I'm ready to check it out. Um, thank you, Eric, for being here today. For our listener, thank you guys so much as well. We appreciate you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.